everyone, and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Guys, I have a guest today. She is just a rock star. Her name is Georgia Woodbine, and she is going to help us in so many ways. So let's take a moment out and I'll be right back with Georgia. The world's greatest, call me the world famous. EPMD, you won the headbanger. Putting on a show for all of the spectators. I spent too much time in my life addressing haters. I'm Randy Savage, I'm not even average. You need a So, guys, like I was saying, I have Georgia Woodbine. And, you know, we're always talking about living that best life, but a lot of times we're not really doing that. But somehow she has tapped into how to live your best life and have your passions. I know sometimes we're saying, what, have it all, but she knows how to do it. So Georgia, please introduce yourself to my listeners. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me, Queen. I am Georgia Woodbine. I am a change agent, a life coach, an author, and a speaker. Yeah. So, okay. Now, what made you say, okay, you know, we all have that moment where we're like, oh, I don't want to get up and go to work. But what was your real aha moment? My aha moment, I believe, happened when I was dealing with some serious health issues because I was on a job that I really didn't, I'm not going to say I didn't like my job. I just felt I wasn't living in my full potential at my job. And I think the person that I was working with, you know, made me feel like I wasn't doing enough. And so therefore I just felt like I couldn't grow on that job. And I remember feeling like going to work, like, Oh my gosh, I wish I didn't have to come here. Like waking up saying, I wish I didn't have to go in there today. And I believe there's a lot of people that feel that way sometimes about their jobs. But I think for me, my aha moment came when I remember one day I was in a cubicle at my job and I just remember this funny smell coming across my nose and I woke up in the hospital. And I think for me, that was my wake up call. You know, that I was hospitalized for dehydration. I was working very long hours. Um, I wasn't getting enough rest. And um, I think that that's what really helped me to make my choice. Ah, uh, uh, okay. So you really, it really took you down. It really took you down in more ways than one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... How do we get from, okay, Georgia's there, she's not with it, we're, you know, how do we get from there to saying, you know what, something has to be done? Well, the first step, and I think, you know, for me, um, is you can't change what you don't confront. So you first have to confront what the problem is. And I think that when you talk about changing your lifestyle, it's more so about changing your mindset. Um, You can't change anything unless you confront it. And when you challenge yourself to do things that's impossible, you force yourself to move past your 
perceived limitations because we all have those positive thoughts and negative thoughts. You know, they say the average person has between 12,000 thoughts. Um, and of those thoughts, 95 per day. And of those thoughts, 95% are repetitive and 85% are negative. So I think as human beings, we're so naturally trained to think that, okay, why this is not going to work. Uh, why this is not going to succeed or why I can't make this change. And so we stay in situations that are not serving us until we're actually forced out of that situation until the point where we have to make a choice. We have to make a decision and we have to do things differently. Mm, wow. Wow. Okay. Um, I honestly have to say, ouch, because I, I felt that a little bit. Um, <laughs> wow. So, okay. Now, you know, we do put limits on ourselves. We really do. But how do we say, okay, you know what? This is me. I need to make this change. How do we say, okay, I'm going to make the first step and actually make it? Because, you know, we'll say, I know I need to make a change, but then we just kind of sit there. So people need to think about it like this. So I'm gonna use um, an analogy. So let's, let's think about it like this. We're talking about planting seeds for growth, right? So you have to think of your life as a, as a garden, a metaphor of life, right? So you have to ask yourself, what type of garden do you want to plant, okay? And what do you want to grow in your garden? And what purpose is your garden going to serve, which is your life, right? So you think about seeds when they're planted, they first grow roots. And once these roots takes hold, the small plant begins to emerge and eventually breaks through the soil. So think about yourself in your life. When you are looking to transition or to change, you have to start doing things differently. You have to um, plant positive seeds. How do you do that? You speak positive affirmations to yourself. You, you meditate. You set goals for yourself. And when you think about the different stages as a plant grows, just as your life to transform, you think about planting the seed, you think about germination, you think about pollination, reproduction, and then spreading the seeds. So that's also how, how you have to look at your life. What is it that you want to change and why do you want to change it? And how are you going to change it? And I think that once people start looking at things differently, there's a quote that I love. And it says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And so it's really about your perception of what you think you can and cannot change. And once you realize that you have the power, you have the ability to create the life you love, you have the ability to create the relationship you love, you have the ability to create the lifestyle you love, to change your finances or your health or whatever it is across the board that you're trying to change, that you have the ability to do that. But it's all about looking at things differently and saying, what habit can I change? What, what am I doing it's like that saying, insanity is what? It's doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting yeah. to get a result. You cannot get a different result with doing things the exact same way. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Y'all heard her. I'm, I'm loving this because I am saying this all the time. You guys are hearing it and it's not coming from me this time. Um, <laughs> so, wow. Okay. Now, 
what made you say, okay, I'm not just going to go back and get a regular nine to five. I'm going to actually get to do what I love to do. I'm going to follow my passion. Well, there were, trust me, there were certain steps and trust me, there were a lot of obstacles. There were a lot of setbacks. There were a lot of, um, you know, disappointing times when I couldn't really figure out how, but I would say the first step is to create an exit strategy. You don't want to just leave a job and not have um, money to pay your bills or to maintain your lifestyle. So, because that's even more stressful. And when you want to transition in careers, you want to do it in a, in a place where you can think freely, you can flow freely, you can do things without worrying about, okay, how am I going to pay my next bill? So I would say people need to have a plan, you know, an exit strategy, you know, you need to have to make sure that you have money to pay your bills for at least a year or two years out. That way, if you're making a change in your career, you know that, okay, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna be stressed about this. So it's, it's just being smart about how you make the change. And I think that you have to really understand what your motivation is and why you're doing what you're doing. I say to people all the time as a life coach with my clients, the most important question you, is, that you will ever ask yourself is why am I here? And when you start to ask yourself questions like that, you start to dig deeper within yourself of your motivation behind wanting to be successful or behind wanting to make more money or behind wanting to attain more material things. What is your motivation? And when you're talking about transitioning into a career that you love, you have to know why you're doing it. You can't have the wrong motivation because as, as an entrepreneur, there's going to be setbacks, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be obstacles. You might not see the money coming in right away. And you have to make that choice as, if I go into this direction and I don't make X amount of dollars during this time, am I still gonna stick it out? Am I still gonna be motivated? So my thing is, focus on things that you love. You know, Keep your job, do what you gotta do, have a plan of action. Do your things on the side until you figure out how can I transition this into, um, um, turn my passion into profits because that's what it's really about. It's about getting to a place where you can create the life that you love. So having a plan and putting a plan in place. So in other words, what you're saying is, don't just say, hey, you know what? I wanna make money. It's nothing wrong with making money. Let me just clarify that. No, in other words, that can't be because in other words, what you're saying it can't is be money motivated. It, it can't, can't be, be money motivated. motivated. It's it's not and guys, please understand I am not saying don't make money. What right. I am saying That's is not what we're saying. We're not saying that. We're, we're not, not saying, saying that at all. <laughs> but in other words, like you're saying, there are gonna be times when the money isn't coming in. Are right. you willing to stick with it? Exactly. What's going to make you stick with it? Because if you're money motivated, then mm -hmm. as soon as the money stops, you're not there. You're, you're not right. in it. Your heart's not in it because what you're doing it for is not coming in. So, exactly. okay. So how do people, because you know, the funny thing is you hear people all the time. Well, I love to cook. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you know, people say, well, why don't you start a, a food truck or why don't you start a, a restaurant? And then they'll find out that they love to cook as a hobby, but they didn't love to cook, let's say, as a profession. Right. So how do they identify what that passion is 
that will make them say, okay, this is the reason I get up in the morning. This is the reason, you know, I'm up at three before everybody else is up at six. You know, what, how do they learn to identify that? So the first step is to think about what gives you great joy, right? Figuring out what are the things. So we're talking about how to connect the dots, right? Your talents, your skills, your natural abilities, um, things that you may have learned on a job, things you may have gotten through education. So how do you connect all these things and make them work for you? Because that's really what it's about, taking a piece from each one of that and making it a pie. So the first step is to identify what makes me happy. What gives me great joy? It's your natural ability, right? That's something when somebody says to you, wow, you're so good at that. Just like you said, this person loves to cook. Wow, you, you love doing that, like that you're so good at that. It's so hard for me, but it's so easy for you. I think one of the hardest things for anyone is to identify their natural ability. And why is that? It's because it's so natural. It's so easy to them. It doesn't take work for them. So therefore they do it with no effort. And for someone else, it would take a lot of effort. So it's identifying what am I really good at? What makes me happy? What are my strengths? What makes me feel good? Because when you start to look at um, pursuing something, and as we were talking about before, how it happened for me is, you know, going from that job that I felt I wasn't living in my highest potential to getting to a place where I, I love what I do and I get paid to do what I love. So the first step was saying, okay, what am I good at? Okay, I like to write. Um, speaking was something I didn't even know I could do. I had a great fear for. So I, I would say another step is to confront your fears. What is it that you're afraid of? Why, what's holding you back from taking that next step in something that you could try and you could be good at, but you're so afraid of trying it that you never make take action. So for me, it was like going from, okay, a job I didn't like to maybe working at a job where I was able to use my skills and my talent. So I went from working at in a pharmaceutical company to working at Pepsi, where I was actually a bio writer. So I was actually using my gifts and my talent. So it's really about having a plan and transitioning slowly to maybe I could still work for somebody, you know, maybe I'm not ready to make that shift yet, but I want to get closer to what it is that brings me that great joy. That makes me want to, like you said, get up in the morning and say, oh my God, I love what I do. So it's right. really about go getting to that place where you can see more clearly what are the things that you need to change and how are you going to change it right and that was actually going to be my next question because everybody thinks that as soon as you have to fulfill your passion you have to be working for yourself and and you just answered it that's not necessarily true you can actually have your dream job working for someone else mm -hmm. So that, that is awesome. That is really awesome. So, okay. So how do we get from, you know, Georgia on the journey to Georgia, the writer? Like, I know you said you love to write, but how do we get to, you know, not just writing little op-ed pieces to being an actual author? Um, one of the things that helped me, and I know for a lot of people, they say, you know, it's so hard to do meditation. That's big. Why I say that is because when you take time out for meditation, it gives you clarity, it gives you focus, it gives you ideas. You know, that's what we're talking about, right? Innovation, creativity. Where do you get the ideas to, okay, come up with a book that you could write? Now for me, um, what happened to me in my journey becoming an author, I actually 
had a flood in my home and I lost everything in my home. And at that point, I remember I was writing a journal for 10 years. Um, I was just writing, I was going through like, you know, really my financial tough times. I was going through relationships that weren't working and I would just sit and I would just write in my journal. And for me, writing in my journal was something therapeutic that I did to make me feel like I had a place to vent, you know? So I would just write in my journal and I did this for 10 years. And I kept the journal at the very bottom of my closet, all these sheets of papers and things that I recorded for 10 years. Now, when I had this flood, I lost everything in my home. Um, and it was like, I don't know if you ever seen a flood damage, but it's almost like a fire damage. So everything was destroyed. And then the only thing that survived in this flood was my journal. When I said I walked in, the papers were floating. It was about four feet of water and the papers were just floating on top of the water and everything was just damaged. And I'm looking and the crazy, I'm not going to say crazy, but I'm going to say divine. The most divine thing is that I wasn't worried about the material items that were destroyed. I kept looking for my papers, like, where's my journal? Where's my journal? And that actually was what became my first book was that 10 year journal. Wow. Oh my gosh, you are like a rock star. You're like a superhero. (laughs) (laughs) You know, things like this, honestly, and, and, and it just shows to your resilience and your, and, and the time and the fact that you realized that your journey wasn't supposed to stop and your story needed to be told because I know a lot of people that would have just said, you know what, that's it. I, I can't, I, I can't keep going. So what made you say, okay, you know what, this is number two. How do I get back up? How, how did you manage to say, okay, you know what, I'm getting up after this. Because a lot of people are going to want to know because let's be honest, the world has been turned upside down and a lot of businesses are shuttering a lot of people are losing jobs and some of them are probably saying you know what do I do well you know for me it was definitely surrendering and why I say that I think that when you let's talk about transformation a little bit transformation can only begin once you start letting go of One, your past experiences. Um, Two, your expectations. And three, your preconceived notions of what you think happiness really means. And letting go of anything can be difficult. And especially old thought patterns and old bad habits and really trying to find your personal peace. Because finding your personal peace, and I think that's the journey I was on. I was looking for what will make me happy. You know, what is going to make me feel good about my life? And when you find your personal peace, it's like finding a pot of gold. It's like when your life like life starts to, to transform, it begins with taking action. You know, personal growth is, is a journey. We all know that. And it's a journey that's going to continue for the rest of your life. So why not just embrace the process? Why not just embrace that process of change? When you, when you are ready for change, when you get to a point in your life, when you say, I'm sick and tired of this, or I don't want this anymore, 
that's when you know the change is beginning because you have confronted and you say, you know what, this is not working for me. I think that's what's happening, especially now with this pandemic. People are starting to realize that my life that I had before the pandemic, it really wasn't serving me. You know, I was just almost like a robot, just going, 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 and just not even realizing that, wow, my life didn't have meaning. Wow, my life didn't have purpose. Wow, my life, I didn't feel good about the way I was living. I wasn't spending enough time with my family. I wasn't spending enough time with my loved ones. You know, and I think that when you get to this place, you start to rediscover that, you know what, maybe, maybe that's not what I want. And I think right now, a lot of people... Um, all over the world are starting to think about, well, what should I be doing with my life? What should I be doing with my time? You know, they're starting to realize that, you know, what I thought was important is not as important as I thought it was. Wow. Oh my goodness. So let's go back a little bit. You said people's preconceived notions of what happiness is. What do you mean by that? Some people think that if I just have the right relationship, that's going to make me feel complete. Some people think, you know what, if I just had all the money I needed and I didn't have to worry about money, that would make me feel complete. Some people think, you know what, if I just had the right job, if, you know, if I just was able to do work at a job that I could exercise my talents and gifts and, you know, that would make me feel complete. Um, I think, that's what I mean when I say preconceived notions of what you think happiness is. Now, self-love is something that begins with an individual. No one can complete you, first off. If you think that all of these external things are going to make you feel fulfilled, you're wrong. Because you know what happens is once you fill one void, it's always going to be like something else is missing. So once you get that relationship you love, it's going to be like, okay, well, I want this after that. Once you get that job you love, okay, now I want this. So there's going to be always something that you're wanting. There's always going to be something that you're going after. So it's important to understand that happiness is not something that you can find externally. It's something that begins with you. And even let me use myself as an example. You know, I got married later on in life. You know, you know, you have little girls that say, you know what, I want to get married. You know, they're talking about this when they're teenagers. I want to have a big wedding. I want to wear that beautiful white dress. I want to have this many people at my wedding. I never, you know, that was never me as a young girl. You know, I never fantasized about getting married. You know, I actually thought I wasn't going to get married. You know what I mean? I was so focused on my business and things that I wanted to accomplish. I wasn't thinking about getting married. And so for me, it was like, if it happened, it happened. If it didn't, it didn't. But I learned how to love myself and I learned how to enjoy my own company. And I learned how to do things on my own. I would go out and sit and have dinner and I would sit at a restaurant and people would be looking at me like, you know, is somebody coming to meet you? And I'm like sitting down having a glass of wine and I'm enjoying my own company. And it's about loving you, loving yourself, enjoying your own company. And when you learn to do that, that's where your personal peace is because you realize that as we talked about these preconceived notions of things that will make you happy, you realize that there's really nothing missing for you to feel complete once you figure out who you are, who you were meant to be, and once you learn to embrace that person. Mm. 
you know, I'm, I'm about ready to stay over here. Like, you better preach, girl. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I am so loving this. So, okay, let's talk about your book. Let's talk about your book. Now, you said it took you, you know, your journal was your first book, and it was 10 years of your journal. But you're, you're you know... I have to say, and I usually don't use this, but I'm going to say it again. You seem to be living your best life. And how did you say, okay, I'm going to write this down and I'm going to make it happen and make sure that other people can live theirs too, or at least try to. Well, let me first start talking about what even, you know, me coming up with a mission statement for my life. And this is one of the things I'm going to share with the audience that everybody should have a mission statement for your life. What is a mission statement? It's something that gives you clarity, focus on what it is that you should be doing. And I think for me, once I realized what my mission statement was, that kept me clear on what it is that I needed to do and why God put me here. And so my mission statement is, I, Georgia Woodbine, am here to empower, encourage, and inspire 1 million plus people to transform their mindsets to change their life. What do I mean by that? I mean that the steps that I took to change my life, that's, that's my mission, to share it with other people. Share the steps. You know, you see people that are successful all the time, but they never tell you, well, what did you do different? What right. makes extraordinary people different from ordinary people? And, and what, makes or, what makes extraordinary people different from ordinary people is the way that they do things. And so for me, it was like, wow, I, 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 I cracked the code. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I cracked the code. And to me, it was so important that I shared with other people that are, are probably on the journey that I was on that was really trying to find their way to say, you know what? There is a way to create the life you love. There's a, there is a way to be successful. There is a way to uh, turn your passion into profits. And these are the steps. So I think for me, it was more so, okay, me sharing like, what are the things that I did? You know, what are some of the tips and the tools that I did that helped me to realize that I had the ability to, to, to be a writer, to be a speaker, to be a lifestyle coach, to be a change agent, um, and really, you know, share with other people that they also, too, have to find their superpowers. You know, you think about superpowers, you think about superheroes, right? You know, you ask kids when they're growing up, well, do you have a superhero? You know, who is your superhero? And I think the, the thing that people don't realize is that most superheroes, even when you watch them in cartoons, they all had a power that was bigger than them. And they didn't really know they had this power or this greater ability. I mean, it could have been to fly, it could have been to, um, to, 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 to lift things. It could be running speed or whatever super, super abilities that they had. You know, they had a fear first of, can I really do this? And I think as human beings, we all have fears of, can I really do this? But once you realize it's not about you, take I out of it and think about how you're serving others. And when you get to that place of understanding that your gifts, your talents, your natural abilities, your skill set, your education, or whatever it is that you have, it's there for you to serve others. And it's bigger than you. And when you understand it's bigger than you, you don't have to worry about money. You don't have to worry about, you know, when am I going to get this next big check? Or it, because it becomes bigger than you. And you realize that it's really not about me. I'm just the, the vehicle. You know what I mean? It's, it's bigger than me. It's, it's, it's a more spiritual, 
deeper meaning that that why I'm living this way I'm living and what my purpose is and why I'm here to, you know, to serve. Wow. Oh my goodness. I'm, you know, I, I'm telling you guys, I don't care. I do care that you guys are getting this, but I'm like, I'm in my own world. I'm like eating this up right now. (laughs) I am so eating this up right now. Oh my gosh. So, okay. You talk about five passions in your book. What, or five ways to deal with those passions. How, what are those five? So the first one is know your why. I think we talked about that earlier. Why is it that you want what you want? Understand your motivation behind whatever it is that you're pursuing. Always know your why. Um, I believe the second one is where I talked about changing your mindset. Um, Most people don't realize it, but there are two basic mindsets that shapes your life is either you have a fixed mindset or you have a mindset. Now fixed mindset is based on a belief that your life is carved in stone, meaning where you're from, how you grew up. This is it. This is end all. This is be all. This is who I, this is who I'm going to be. There is no way, you know, I can be different. That's a fixed mindset. Um, a growth mindset is based on a belief that you can cultivate things through work and effort. So now if you don't understand what kind of mindset you have, then you don't know why you're making the decisions that you're making because it could be of the way your, your mindset is. And so I think that we are programmed to think a certain way, um, even growing up as children. And so that's another piece is to change your mindset. Um, the next one is to develop a, develop a plan of action. You know, I always say nothing happens until something moves. You, you need to take actions and not just action steps. You have to take action steps daily if you want to change your life. You have to be consistent and keep your goals relevant and realistic and create a step-by-step plan on how you're going to take action to achieve this big goal. So what do I mean? I mean, set short-term goals, you know, three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, and take baby steps until you get to that greater goal. Um, another one is to make a commitment to yourself. I think that's the hardest, right? We talk about where people, you know, they start something, but then they don't finish it. You have to discover what is it, you know, behind every goal, there lies a deeper reasoning, um, motivating your desire to change or even achievement. So reaching your goals requires commitment and dedication. So these are just some of the things that I share with people. Like for me, I had to implement these things. You know, a lot of people say, knowledge is power. And when I tell people, no, knowledge is not power, they look at me and say, how could you say knowledge is not power? Because it's not knowledge that's power, it's implementation of knowledge that's power. And so when you understand that these things, you can't just say you want change, you have to implement the things you learn for Wait, 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 I need you to say that again for the people in the back. Wait, hold on, hold on. I love this. Hold on. You were just coming too quickly. Wait a minute. (laughs) Say that again for the people in the back, please. Oh my goodness. Knowledge is not power. Most people think knowledge is power, but it's not knowledge is power. It's implementation of knowledge that's powerful. Mm, Okay. I'm I'm going to give you guys a few moments to let that soak in. Because I, oh my gosh, I am like, whoa, oh, yes, 
Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. I am loving this. So, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, if, if, if no one can tell, yes, the queen pin is floored right now because I'm like, whoa. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, queen. <laughs> <laughs> my my brain is like needing a moment to catch up with you guys if if you guys are not understanding what is going on because she is just coming with all the facts and all the knowledge and it's just there oh my gosh I love that though because we always hear that and and we've been told that and this is something that everyone can recite you know, everyone can recite verbatim because we've heard it since we were little. Right. You know, so for you to say, no, that's not what's going on. Right. You know, wow. Okay. So now that we realize that it's up to us to make it, you know, to make it possible, to make it so, to implement it. Um, what else? Oh my goodness. Well, you know, one of the things I also share is about, you know, the things that you speak, because most people don't realize when you speak things, you're putting it out into the universe. You, you, you know, when you say, you know what, or this is not working for me, or you know what, I can never do this, or you know what, I can't find a rate meet, or there are no good men out there, or you know what, I can't find this job, or whatever it is. So when you're speaking things, you're speaking into life. And so what does that mean? That means that I firmly believe that we attract what we think about. So it doesn't matter whether you're speaking about something negative or something in a positive way. You are intentionally creating what you put out in the universe. So you have to pay attention to what you're saying and what you're speaking, what comes out of your mouth. To me, when, when I talk about speaking life, I talk about what are you trying to create? You know, so therefore your thoughts cannot be incapable of what you're trying to create. What I mean by that, you cannot speak one thing and then, you know, take action to do something else. Meaning you keep saying you, you want positive change in your life, but then you keep speaking negatively about your situation or your circumstance. You have to change the language that you're putting out. And whatever you're trying to create, it has to match up with your beliefs and thoughts and feelings and emotions and your actions and your vibration. So what do I mean when I say that? You can't expect change, but then you're feeling sorry for for yourself, or you're feeling stressed out, or you're feeling that the world's gave you a bad hand to deal with, or, you know, nothing ever works out for you, but yet you're saying, I want positive change. Everything has to align. Your words have power, and it transfers into your vibrations and emotions, and then leads into your experiences. So your emotion is positive or negative. It clings to that energy that you're vibrating with. So if you're saying, I can't, I'm not, I won't, that's what you're going to create. Just as if you're saying, I am, I can, I will. Whatever you plant in your mind will return to you. So make sure that you're planting your mind with positive things, positive thoughts, because it's going to be a reflection of what your life is going to be externally. okay so guys you're hearing this you have we we have to make sure that we're speaking the right things we're speaking the right way we're 
bringing that, you know, bringing what we say to pass. Wow. Oh my gosh. So Georgia, you and I talked about, okay, you and I talked about you having a giveaway for my listeners, which guys, she does not know she's speaking my language. (laughs) I keep telling people I am fluent in English, Spanish, and sarcasm and free. So she said giveaway, you know, she is speaking that language. So what is your giveaway? So I would like to share a free gift with your audience. It's the five secrets to turn your passion into profits. It's a free guide. And if they go to my website, www.georgiawoodbine.com, all they have to do is put their name and their email, and I will be getting that guide off to them immediately. So it's the five secrets, my five secrets that I was able to create the life that I love that I share with others. So go and get your free guide put your name, put your email in, and you will be getting that through an email, that free guide. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to tell you, I have to start following Georgia on social media. I have to. I have to. This woman is, girl, you are a powerhouse. (laughs) Oh, You are a powerhouse. Don't let anyone tell you different. You are a powerhouse. Oh my goodness. I think this is the first time my listeners have even heard me ever get to the point where I'm really, really speechless. Um, (laughs) I don't believe that queen. I don't believe that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But oh my goodness, you are phenomenal. You are honestly, I mean, I honestly have to thank you. I have to thank you, not just for what you're doing now, but saying, you know what, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to make this journey because like I said, I know that there are people that after the first sign of trouble, they would have quit. After the second sign of trouble, they would have been finished. Uh But here you are you know, doing things that you never thought you would do. And not only are you doing it, but you're saying, you know what, because I did it, I'm going to show you how. And I Uh think one of the things that is I'm loving is like you said, you're not saying, you know, because I did it, you can do it too. You're like, this is how I did it. So Uh let me show you how to do it. Right. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your authenticity. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for, let me just take this time out to thank you for doing this show. You know, I I don't think people realize how much work it takes to do shows like this. And I just want to thank you for, you know, having this platform to enlighten your audience and help them in so many ways. And sometimes, you know, people don't realize it that you know, the things like this are accessible, you know, at, you know, you have access to things to help you change your life, to help you make better decisions. So take advantage of it. So I just want to thank you for having this platform to empower your audience. Thank you. Thank you so much. So guys, George's information, of course, will be in the show notes. Take, make sure you're, you're getting into the giveaway, you know, 
link up with her, get all the great resources because guys, I know for a while we couldn't go into the out. Everybody was like losing their minds, but we're not there anymore. And we now realize that, guess what? I don't like to call it the new normal, but we have to do things differently. So let's embrace that difference. And that's all we need to do, guys. Embrace the difference. But thank you so much again, Georgia, for coming on. And guys, like I said, don't overlook this. Get tapped in and check out her stuff. Thank you. And I just want to end on this note that people have the power to choose if they're going to allow this moment to paralyze them or liberate them. So choose liberation, choose freedom, choose freedom of thoughts, choose freedom to create the life you love. You know, nothing can stop you once you change your mindset to make that change in your life. You have the power to do it. Thank you. Guys, I hope that you love this as much as I did. Oh my goodness. This was just awesome. Make sure you are checking out the show notes so you can find out how exactly to get a hold of everything that she has to offer. So guys, as always, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your man's Mr. Dominic Cruz, featured on ABC, NBC, CBS, Yahoo, and Fox, and you are listening to CQP Moments with the Coupon Queen Pins.